JJC Podcast Experience, bringing you the content, the stories, and the insights. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast with your host, Super JJ. Today I'm going to be speaking on the topic of thinking ahead. And basically I was just thinking about, you know, everyone who we look up to, the people that we love. You know, your Oprah Winfrey's, your Martin Luther King's, your Mary Curie's, your Karl Marx's, your Sigmund Freud's, your Einstein's. People who we generally look up to, your Barack Obama's, they saw the future and translated it into the present. They thought ahead and brought it into their present. So I'm just going to be talking about the people who, th- um, who thought ahead and what we can learn from them. Stay tuned for more. The JJC Podcast Experience. In partnership with the Red Radio. So first I'm going to talk about a man by the name of Sigmund Freud. So Sigmund Freud basically was one of the main founders of psychology. And so first he went to Vienna University, if I'm right, to study um, philosophy amongst other things. And then he became interested in neuroscience and the study of the brain. And from there he ended up creating the basis of psychology. And I'm going to talk more about that. But first, what I'm going to talk about is hysteria. So hysteria was believed to be a sickness amongst women um, in those days, back in the 19th century. And it was basically, what, what he did was he showed that it was just a wrongful diagnosis of common like illnesses, like, uh, such as anxiety, such as headaches. And in some case, um, cases when that fits, he showed that it was actually really, really what was happening is that they just had, they just had epilepsy. So he was the one to rationally diagnose these mental illnesses rather than just saying if it's a woman and she's has these symptoms, she has hysteria. He's gonna say no, actually it's not hysteria. She just suffers from anxiety, and it's not because she's a woman, but it's actually a treatable you know, disease, you know, just like the flu. So he was the first person to look at these mental health illnesses, illnesses that way, if I can say it like that. And then secondly, what he did that was very important was he came up with psychoanalysis. So he had a patient who was believed to have hysteria and he spoke to her, he, like talking therapy, basically. And after that, after talking to her and, and having her talk to him, um, which is the modern-day psychoanalysis, she actually, like, she was healed of hysteria just through talking, through the trauma. And he figured out that she had hysteria because of a, of a previous trauma that she had experienced in her life, which was able to reveal through talking. And he called this psychoanalysis. And if you become a psychologist, this is the basis of psychology. There's no psychologist who will become a psychologist without learning about psychoanalysis. So he revolutionized psychology in that way. And thirdly, what he did was he was the first person to in-depth study the subconscious mind. And he also, like, he, he studied dreams, you know. He thought of dreams as being multi-layered and things that you could actually, that, that, that had scientific you, you, you could withdraw scientific conclusions from dreams. It's not just, you know, something, you know, spiritual and emotional that happens. So he was the first person to take the scientific approach to dreams. So really, really, he was a forward thinker and he was a revolutionary in his own right. 
The next person I'm going to talk about is Elon Musk, or special to Elon, as um, Mac Miller used to call him. May so rest in peace. So, Elon Musk is like literally the living Iron Man. First, so first, let me tell you a little story about Elon Musk. He started with, off with Zip2, and then he sold it, made like a couple millions um, USD from the sale of Zip2. Then he went and started X.com, which ended up being called PayPal, which is like an online, online transaction service you can call like, like, like that, you know? Um, yeah, it helps facilitate transactions online. And he called it PayPal. He sold that for even more millions. And then he took that money. Instead of going to go buy a few islands and living the rest of his life comfortably, he took all that money and he put um, a, um, 100 million from right into SpaceX, 70 million into Tesla, and 10 million into Solar City, which are all doing successfully right now. And as you know, SpaceX literally is, um, is, is like, they, they're working on reusable rockets and they're the first private company to actually dock on the ISS. Tesla is, is, has created the Model S. They've created the... Uh, there's a sports um, version. There's a sports Tesla. Just The name can't come to my head right now. But anyway, Teslas are just... They're very... I think they arguably the best electric car on, like in the market right now. And very classy. And very fast. So he's really doing a good job in terms of his companies. Solar City is also just revolutionary, um, revolutionizing that industry. So what did he do, Elon Musk? Well, he thought ahead in the sense that he could see that when he started SpaceX, how it started off was he wanted to send um, mice into space, like rats, you know, to experiment. And then when he was done, he wanted to send, like, a greenhouse with plants inside to Mars and grow plants on Mars, you know? And he wanted to buy the rockets from the Russians. He went there and literally, like I kid you not, the Russians literally spat in his face. And he thought, you know what? I can probably do this myself. Why must I buy these rockets when I can produce them myself? He quickly did the maths and he figured out that he could produce his own rockets for the fraction of the cost that the Russians were selling them, um, selling to him. To give you an idea of the economies of scale we're talking about here. When you look at, um, I think it's Blue Origin or Orbital Sciences, either way, no, Blue Origin, when they launch a rocket, they literally pay 380 million. That's how much, that's how much it, it, it costs to launch, you know, something into space with Blue Origin. And that's because they buy their rockets from Russia and then they, they don't produce their own parts. They produce it like the electrics, like the electrical equipment and the small stuff. But what Blue Origin does is they're assembler of rockets. So they'll take the pieces and they'll put them together. So they'll buy the rockets, buy the electric, electrical equipment, all the stuff, the body, and then they just put it together. SpaceX is not an assembler. They're a producer of rockets. So they literally build the rockets, you know, from start to finish. They produce their own um, engines, rocket engines, Mer Merlin and Kestrel. And they produce the body and everything. And because of that, they only pay 60 million as compared to 380 million. They, you pay 60 million to launch a SpaceX and 90 million um, for Falcon Heavy, which is able to carry more heavy payloads. And Elon Musk literally has revolutionized this industry because he's, he's made it like so much cheaper, so much more efficient. And on top of that, 
he is doing things that other private companies haven't even done yet, you know. So, he saw the future of the space industry and he translated it into the present. And now he's, I think he's the third wealthiest person alive because of that. So I think that that's a very good lesson that we can learn from him is that, you know, if you see something, no matter if the going gets tough, because I know in 2008, he nearly went bankrupt when Tesla and SpaceX wasn't doing so well. He kept his, his, his guns, you know, he kept on pushing and now they're both flourishing. And then Jeff Bezos, he's the next person I'm going to be talking about. Um, Jeff Bezos, I think, yeah, he is about this person alive. And that is because he he's the he started the company Amazon, which is like an e commerce store, like e commerce store online. And the way it originally started, I think, it was back in nineteen ninety seven. He had an idea to start an online shop off of books. And why he said books is because books books has the most items per like catalog, like out of out of everything. It's, there's three million copies of, of like there's three million books in circulation or something like that. But it was a big number that he said at any time, you know. Whereas which is seconded by music, and that's only like, I think there were only like three hundred thousand CDs in circulation at any given at any given time. So really, really, because of the huge quantity of books available, it literally enables you to build an online store of books. And he saw this demand. And he was able to start um, Amazon. And because of him seeing this future, even when the internet wasn't that big, people were making money off the internet, you know, back then. Now everyone's making money off the internet. But back then, nobody was making money off the internet. But he was able to see that in the future, this thing was going to be able to be monetized. And he jumped at the opportunity and today is the wealthiest man alive. So I definitely think that we can learn a lot from him. Fourth person and lastly I'll be talking about is Nikola Tesla. Now, Nikola Tesla is famous for alternating current and that, that's basically the, the electricity we use today. So, like before alternating current was dangerous, people were using um, direct current which is weaker than alternating current and, you know, more expensive. But alternating current is way more cheaper but it's more dangerous because if you're exposed to direct current, you won't really be hurt, you know, you, you won't be, you know, electrocuted. But if you're exposed to alternating current, you'll definitely be electrocuted and can be killed. So people were scared of alternating current, but he showed them that they, it can be controlled, you know. I'm using, and he, and he took a um, German technology, I think, the transformer, which steps down the current, which is what they do at substations now. And he was able to take that technology and implement it on a large scale. And he was also able to build the first hydropower plants in, I think it was in Niagara Falls. And this was all done through him. So, he, well, like back then, electricity was only used for light bulbs. He was able to take that alternate, um, alternating current and use it for other things, like motors, you know, microwaves, fridges, you know, not just lights, charging stuff. So things that we take for granted today, Nikola Tesla made it possible. And on top of that, he was working on technology to make, which would enable electricity be, to, to be transferred wirelessly. It was called the Tesla coil. It was actually very interesting. And so in conclusion, what I'll say is all these people, Sigmund Freud, um, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Nikola Tesla, 
the one thing they all had in common was they, they were able to see the future and translate it into the present. And because of that, it changed not only their lives, but hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of millions of other people's lives. Today, the world is lit up because of Nikola Tesla. Today, you cannot become a, psych a psychologist without learning about Sigmund Freud. Today, if you speak about electric cars, you must speak about Elon Musk. Today, if you speak about wealth, you have to speak about Jeff Bezos. They are literally in the history books and they are synonymous with success because they're able to recognize what the, the, the future and the opportunities in the future and translate them into the present. Thank you for listening and have a great day or rest of your night if it's night. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio.